What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Scoop! Anthony Gallegos. Hi. And Tucson Gallegos? I don't know what Tucson's last name is. She's a, uh, she's a bastard child, so... <laughs> it's a dog! That Anthony is fostering. Yeah. yeah. For a while. How much longer? I don't know. Forever. Let's just admit it that you're never going to give this dog up, because she's too darn cute. Oh, she's, right, a, right. she's a really cute little dog. She's Chihuahua Dachshund, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Pretty great. Only half as good as Bertone. It's a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and uh, we came into the office on the weekend to record GameScoop for you because we love you, listeners. Yep. Because on Friday I was recording the live stream in the morning, the Final Fantasy thirteen two live stream, and then Greg was recording up at noon with Greg mm-hmm. Miller, mm-hmm. and we, just, we couldn't fit it into our No, jam. premieres. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. At noon, I, I believe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tuesday at noon. But then we moved to our normal time slot of Monday at noon. So, okay. get ready. Don't judge us too harsh in this first one. Yeah, you know. I've heard, give, give me like I, four I or five thing, to get going. I've then heard I'll be all nothing set. but good things from uh, uh, very critical people in the office. Yeah, well, so. we'll see. Brian Altano likes it a lot. I watched the filming of it on Friday, and I liked it a lot. Yeah? It was funny. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I think we can only get better. Because uh, we were terrible. <laughs> um, and I think I have, I think Next Game Boss is also mm-hmm. airing on Tuesday. Yeah, you both of the, both those shows debut at noon. Uh, yeah. To kicking off start. If you're not familiar with this, IGN has a new uh, channel spinoff, not related to IGN really, on YouTube. If you go to youtubecom start, that's, that's the channel right there. It's called Start. It's called Start. It's all it's all about video games and nerds and news, newsy stuff and uh, cool crap. And Broadcast shot, quality yeah. TV. Yeah, we already shot a six episode season of the Next Game Boss. Me and Naomi Kyle, uh, and so that will be available on, on Tuesday as well. Yep, yep, number one, episode one. That's, that's not what we're here for. That's Screw that what we're here for. crap. We're here for GameScoop. You know what I've been saying, Damon? Yeah, okay. This video stuff, it's nice and cliche, but <laughs> podcasting, audio podcasts only are the <laughs> future. <laughs> it's where the money's at. Yeah, it really is, I know. Uh, so we, let's pay some bills. Uh, there's a lot of rumors floating around about the Xbox. The next Xbox, the Xbox 720, whatever, 720, whatever yeah. you're going to call it. The next box. They're not going to call it 720. Let's no. get that out well, of the way yeah, right away. That's not the, the rumor. What should they call it? Xbox Next. Yeah, that's not bad. Xbox Next. Yeah. It's called the Xbox. No, yeah. the first Xbox nobody cared about. Nobody really bought. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be the PlayStation 4? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I mean, that yeah, makes the most think, sense, I right? I think they've set themselves up for numbers. They should but... make the Super Xbox. <laughs> they should. That would be awesome. I would love something to throw back to that. Some of uh, these have fun. None of these companies have fun anymore. Have I you know. noticed that? So serious. Oh, I freaking know we want to stay employed and keep our business going. <laughs> Not totally tank. <laughs> the coolest, the console with the coolest name ever was the TurboGrafx-16. That was awesome. That's pretty good. Oh, Everybody yeah. talked but, about graphics, <laughs> so that was a way to get on the get on board the graphics train. That worked out well for mm-hmm. NEC. <laughs> well, they, they co- it cost too much money. Don't outprice yourself. PlayStation learned the hard way. Yeah, or the 3DO or... <laughs> yeah. That, not a good name, 3DL. Yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Xbox. Sorry, the, next, expect, the Xbox. Xbox. Sexbox. Uh, lots of rumors floating around. The craziest rumor that I've heard, the one I, I cannot fathom could be true, is that the next Xbox will prohibit the play of used games. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, there's just no way. Right? There's no way that that is true because there's no way, because GameStop would tell them, fine, we're not carrying your system. And that's just like, there you go. So there's the biggest, re- one of the biggest video game retailers. The biggest. Here is the Greg Miller slant on this. I think it's possible, but I think there's workarounds to it. I, 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 the article I've only breezed through, but I've talked about it at length for many times <laughs> for some reason. People keep talking about it. I would assume it would be like the online pass codes, right? New games come with a code. 
And that way, if for if you they can still sell the games used to you, but when you get home, you're still gonna have you, you'll have to use the you'll have to go to the PlayStation Store or the Xbox 720 Store and buy the code there that would have to activate the disc you just bought. That's what it strikes me as is that you couldn't just buy I couldn't just straight up bring you my my copy of whatever Halo Five, give it to you, you pop it in and play it. You pop it in and would say redeem the code or buy a new code right now. And will that code be the full price of the game? It will cost the full price of the or game, or ten bucks or something. Yeah, I would imagine, I, that's that's the questionable part. I don't, I can't, I, I cannot confirm or deny how that will work, Damon. But <laughs> I, I just, I can't see them doing it. Only because everyone has a used game trading thing at this point. Best Buy, GameStop, yeah, well, so what about, and all these companies would tell them, no, then you're done with us. What about renting games like GameFly? Yeah. Right, that would be the end of them. Too. I mean, there's all these services that would just tell them, fine, then we're not going to promote your system. We're not going to do anything for your system to help it out. I, they just can't afford to do that. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because we're all, we, you know, last last GameScoop we talked about entitlement and how this used yeah, game thing. We're going to talk forward. about that a lot today again. Oh, just play last week's episode. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I you know it's an interesting thing. If this is the line of the sand and they're trying to do that, then you figure what what if PlayStation Four doesn't do that? What if PlayStation Four says no? We, we, you can keep doing the online pass thing, but there's none of this code business, none of this used game business. Is that a big deal? Is that drive people there? Or, you know, is this all just BS? The online pass thing. I mean, Although it can be annoying, seems much more reasonable to me. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't bother me. I get that. Yeah, they're trying, but I mean that's the whole thing we keep talking about, right? Is that developers and publishers are trying to find a footing in a new, you know, a new ecosystem of gaming, and so they have to try ideas. And definitely, online passes were, were that first like toe in the water of like, how are people going to react to this? Are they going to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it? And like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of fur raised in the beginning of it, and then it kind of came down. And Usually, people, though, people don't care as long as it's only locking out like online, yeah, play. yeah multiplayer stuff, and yeah. yeah, yeah, but. I mean, they're like, okay, people were accepting of that. They didn't freak out. They didn't stop buying our games. The way I tell you, listeners, vote with your wallet. Nobody stopped buying our games. Nobody stopped doing anything. And now, is this the, is this a possible future? Where, yeah, it, maybe it is 20 bucks. That's how much the code costs or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're just trying to pinch people who are borrowing games, sharing games, renting games. But then, so what? You, pay, you, you buy the game used at GameStop. For like you pay, $15. Yeah, you pay that amount. And then you have to pay another cost when you I mean, get home to, and put it in your system? Yeah. It's crazy. I know it is. But, I mean, what? That's on GameStop's also business model, idea. and it's on Xbox oh. trying to make sure that people are getting the money. Also, another way that reason that I can see this not happening is because a lot of people, like I remember statistically, it's like over half people don't still don't, I don't plug think plug in their consoles. So are these people all of a sudden going to be told, like, if you want to use an Xbox, you have to have it online? You true. have to, to use a code? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's like, a very good point. That's a very good point. So. Yeah. I just, this one, this rumor is, is very hard to swallow. Uh, but it's, you know, where, so where's the, where's the rumor coming from? You know? I don't know where any of these rumors come from. I know, but it's like legit, you know, news sources are, are reporting this stuff. Who, sources who, like IGN. Who do we source in there? <laughs> well, we sourced Kotaku yeah. sourcing a source yeah. in Microsoft. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I don't you know, know who knows. It's crazy. It's, it's all water to a cooler talk. It's all water cooler. It's all water cooler talk at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get yeah. What we don't didn't know is that the source of Microsoft is like the mailman who was like walking through the office, and some guy was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if we did?" <laughs> and he didn't hear the "Wouldn't it be cool if" part. Yeah. Also, hearing that the next Xbox will uh, use Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Win Sony. I mean, at this point, the HD DVD has been dead for years. So yeah, I mean, I mean what are their options, the right? That they need to, if, especially because the rumors, right, that it's going to be six times more powerful than mm-hmm. the Xbox 360. So that that's going to, you know, the disc is going to have to hold more to make exactly. All that and the Xbox has noticeably uh, compressed sound. Mm-hmm. So unless they want to just have a ton of dual layer DVDs for games in the future, yeah, they don't. Assets wise, yeah, they they do need a higher, like a higher capacity format. It's interesting that they would choose Blu-ray. I guess that just means that the Blu-ray medium is is going to be. Uh, or that media format is going to be 
sticking around, around for a while. For a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For until, games, least, yeah, yeah. Until everything's download only. Have an email from listener here, Noel from Chicago. Oh. He says, in the last Scoob episode, you guys made a good point on how gamers who pirate and or complain about online passes seem to think they are entitled to play whichever games they want, despite not having enough money to. This is true, but I would like to point out that it's not because gamers are all whiny brats. It has to do with gamers, oftentimes without even realizing it, wrapping their self-identity into commercial products. We aren't people who just happen to enjoy good games when we can afford them. We are gamers, and a gamer plays, discusses, and debates all the best AAA games that have come out lately. To not be able to afford these games means you suddenly have to give up on part of your identity. This is really hard for most people to do, especially if all your friends know you as a gamer. This is a result of being in a consumer-driven society. For example, you aren't someone who happens to drive a truck. You are a truck guy. The solution (laughs) is not to whine or pirate like some gamers seem to be doing. It is simply to stop identifying so strongly with products and companies whose purpose is to make as much money as possible. Find other ways to identify yourself that don't have monetary costs and put those things before gaming. What do we think about Noel's comments? I mean, I do think that, that sometimes people identify a little too much with... I mean, I, I get it, right? Like, there are certain things, uh, I guess, certain... Like, obviously, I love Star Wars, right? But I'm not, like... I, I don't have, like, an invested interest in, like, LucasArts or something like that. But I get what, okay, he's, I I get what he's saying in the sense that... Uh, like people have too much of an investment in something, so therefore, if if they're not playing games, then somehow they're they're, they're losing out on part of their identity or something like that. But okay, but let's say you're a truck guy. You just gotta drive every new truck that comes out, and if you can't afford it, you just steal the trucks. <laughs> right? That's not how it works. No, and even if the truck guy, you that's t- good. Well, you're, you, I like this. Good counterpoint. You, you tend to just love that one truck and love it and love it and work with it. So I don't know if you if you're a gamer, like chances are. You probably have games, or or there's all kinds of great places you can meet up with people to to just like trade games between each other. I'm not even saying like 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 permanently, but just like you know, hmm. like me, and my friends, when we were growing up. The way we even in college, when I didn't have any money and stuff, the way we got by is that I li- I knew other gamers, and I was like, this month I'm going to buy Metal Gear. Uh-huh. You're going to buy this. Mm-hmm. We're going to play, and we're going to swap. Like we're still going to try and support the games we want because I I know like the reality is it's a really expensive hobby like. And mm-hmm. between February and March, if I buy every game that I want to play, I'm going to spend easily three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, so sure. you know that's a lot to ask of a lot of people. So I think sometimes people think that like we're coming from this high tower where we're like, oh, you should just find the money somewhere, peasant, get a second job. <laughs> and it's not that; it's just that yeah, we're broke as anybody. We live in San Francisco. Yeah, okay. you live in Oakland, so you actually. I have guess a lot of money. I guess just to go back to this point, personal identification with products sometimes can be. Part of the problem. I get what he's saying. I mean, being the gamer guy, right, in your circle of friends or whatever, like, you're expected to know everything, but that's where, like, IGN and the rest of the internet rolls in, right? Where you sure. can talk. I mean, I don't, I make it pretty obvious that I don't get a chance to play everything, right? So I read what we write about, and, like, I know for a fact if I'm going to need to play this, that, or the other. And then if not, I at least have an opinion on something based on the fact of, well, I know Steven didn't like this, or I know, you know, I know Peter didn't think Scary Girl was that great, but I'm, you know, but I'm, I hopefully get to play it one day. I play the demo, I make my own opinion around it, but that's how you got to go. Another email here from JP says on Friday's podcast, when talking about selling games, Damon said, that's not a right that you have. You weren't entitled to it in the first place. It was a privilege all along. Apparently that's a quote from me. This sounds, is, it sounds like what you said. Jay says, this is false. Americans have something called first sale doctrine from the Copyright Act of 1976, which says the doctrine allows the, purchase, the purchaser to transfer a particular lawfully made copy of the copyrighted work without permission once it has been obtained. This means that the copyright holder's rights to control the change of ownership of a particular copy ends once ownership of that copy has passed to someone else, as long as the copy itself is not an infringing copy. 
That was complicated. Okay, so you can yeah. sell. I, I, so yeah, the, the, the law does say that you can sell property, a copyrighted copy that you uh, of a of a piece of media. Right. Yeah. Like I could sell you my game, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have access to all the content of it. Like I think that's what he's like. That's my. That's what that's, he's missing, and that's, that's the counter argument. Exactly. That's my side. Is like I can. Yes, I can sell you my game, but it might come with an online pass that's already used. But mm-hmm. you still have the game. Yeah, you still get the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And I'm, you're I'm no longer it, the owner, and you're selling it as is. And maybe if you're selling it for the next Xbox, now it no longer works mm-hmm. unless you mm-hmm. buy this, you know. Ignition key, we'll call yeah. it. Yeah. The physical piece of media can be yours. You can hold that, and I can no longer use it. But Interesting times. I don't think it would be a good idea for publishers to pit themselves against their their consumers. You know, no. Yeah, where they're in the a thing. battle against them. Like. I mean, the biggest point you bring up is the GameStop thing. Because mm-hmm. GameStop will have a problem with the fact that, yeah, okay, we, you, we can, you can still sell these games used, however, there's going to be a $20 fee tacked on to whoever buys it, which means that GameStop will have to then drop their prices if they you know want to keep competitive and yada, yada, yada. And that GameStop is huge at the moment. Like, That's the biggest gigantic. thing, is that retailers can control it. Just like when they announced the uh, PSP Go... I know that people were like, GameStop, well, what's in it for GameStop? Like, yeah. why would they carry the system? And that's yeah. why Sony was like, well, we're still going to make things on UMD. We're not going to go just digital. Exactly. Because if they went just digital, GameStop would be like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. You know? Probably why the Vita isn't just digital. Yeah. You guys realize there are three Resident Evil games coming out this year? No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Revelations. Uh, I believe it's Re- nice. Revelations. <laughs> Re- Revelations. Uh, Raccoon City and Resident Evil 6. Yeah. So Revelations comes out pretty soon. Uh, not this week, but next week. Do we, need to pr- do we explain that joke real quick? February 7th. Well, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah. Got to make sure. We have our review copy in and other outlets, too. And uh, <laughs> the game's name is misspelled on the spine of the box. It's Capcom, man. They have Capcom, no luck with box the art. The same company that included the IGN watermark on its uh, Okami for Wii box art. Yep. I distinctly <laughs> remember that sitting in the one-up office. And it, was, it had like a sticker on that was like, A plus, one-up. And then we were like, oh, wait. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? I don't, I, I don't know. Like, no one had the assets. They went to IGN.com to pull the screen. Man, we need a high-res <laughs> shot of Okami. Go to IGN. <laughs> Well, now the name is spelled on the box of Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. That being said, Revelation. the game is... Uh, I've played it both with a, a second analog stick and without, and it works good like it? both ways. Do you like I it? I think it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, well, it was that game was supposed to retail for $50, and now Capcom has announced that they're taking $10 off, so now it's 40 which is the same price as other 3DS games. Maybe that'll encourage people to pick up the like $15 stick add-on, mm. basically. Mm. Is that out now, then? It'll, I think it's it will be coming out with it. Gotcha. So. Comes out the same day as the game. I think so. So. That one's it's produced by Nintendo, right? It yeah, is, but it Capcom's is. the one that's making games for it. Like Monster Hunter and yeah. Revelations both will use it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's in Capcom's interest that they want people to pick it up. Maybe saving that ten dollars will take the sting out of having the game title <laughs> misspelled <laughs> on your on your shelf. Right? You gotta go pick up one of those when it comes out. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. They're gonna do a second run of them, and then that's never gonna be happen there. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be one of those few lucky few. If you want an Okami for Wii with an IGN logo on it, you gotta pay up big bucks. I was on gonna eBay. say, yeah, what's happening on eBay with that one right now? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't looked. Uh, we have a copy of Final Fantasy Thirteen Two for Xbox Three Sixty to give away. The hell we do! We do. Thank you, Square. Yeah. Scored an eight five. Eight point oh, I think. Eight oh eight eight oh eight five. Um, yeah, Ryan Clements liked it more than the uh, the, the first thirteen, and he even got Colin Moriarty 
to say he he would play it. Ooh. Check it out. Someone who vehement vehemently loathed the first thirteen, and has just talked nothing but crap about thirteen duo a lot yeah. of times. That's what Colin so. does. Uh, but yeah, we have a copy to give away. If you want to win this copy, email us at gamescoop at IGN.com with the subject line Final Fantasy 13 2. Remember, it's for Xbox 360, so make sure you have an Xbox. And include your address in the, uh, in the body of the email so we can, it'll just make it easier. That's how you send things. Yeah. We need to know where to send it. We need to know where to send it to. And you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com if you have any questions that you want to uh, that you want to have answered. Questions like this from Matt Gould, who says, I think it would be cool if Sega and Nintendo came out with a Sega versus Nintendo fighting game. The gameplay would be a lot like Super Smash Brothers. Do you think they would do this? Because I would buy that game day one. They've already done it twice. I was gonna say Sonic is in Smash Brothers. And there's Mario versus Sonic at the Olympics. <laughs> And that's that's mu- a little different. How much more head to head can you go? Well, I'm just saying, who else from Sega games would that's we want thing. to see? Sega Jam and Earl. Sega just doesn't have the roster that Nintendo Nintendo does. Yeah, it, it mean, wouldn't be a very compelling Nintendo. I mean, that's Sega. Sonic like, and, and and his friends. Uh, Fantasy Star. Nintendo has so many great characters. Sega has like yeah, oh wait, no, Vector no, no, no. Man. Yeah. Like, What's the one I'm thinking of with the girl in the techno? She it was like Space the, Channel Five. Space Channel Five. Yeah. Choo Choo Rocket. Everything, the whole Dreamcast library. Bring that in there. That's it's who, just that's a crazy fighting. taxi fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Axel. Uh, this is Remy. Hey, Remy. Just when you think Sonic the Hedgehog can't sink any lower, he's now in a progressive insurance commercial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seen this one? Yeah, with no, Flo. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. He's in it with Flo. Yeah. Oof. He's like running around. I forget what the gag is. He's like running around the store. And he needs insurance because he's so fast. Yeah, so. something like that. Uh, I'm like, why Sonic? It must be desperate times for him. What's next? Mario endorsing Pepsi or Master Chief driving a Dodge Ram in okay, commercials? Well, Master Chief had his own kind of Mountain Dew, so let's, exactly. not, even, let's not even talk to him about exactly. any of this crap. Yeah, there's, there's Master Chief and Mountain Dew, and there's uh, Call of Duty and, and Doritos. Jeep, yeah, yeah. And Doritos, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And, and Mountain Dew, I think, as well, or something. I, I mean, everybody know. sells out. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Family Guy made fun of Simpsons for the Butterfinger sellout, and then they, now they have a Wheat Thins commercial with Brian Stewie. So everybody's a hypocrite. Everybody wants money. <laughs> Heads up, anyone who wants to give me and Damon money, we will sell out and <laughs> endorse whatever you want. It's true. Remember, you were trying to shell for victors, and never, they never uh, contacted us. That so. was you. you. You made that whole video of Anthony. Yeah, you were oh, the one. You're right. I kept saying Every 20 seconds was like, victors. I don't think anyone there owns a, t- a computer. So there's really no way they would ever run into this video. They got people magazines taped to the wall. I don't even know what the hell's happening over there. I do know that since that video, the other day I Googled myself because I wanted to see... Uh, because people are like, hey, if you're going to put yourself on OkCupid, you should just make sure that oh, like, right. a bunch of shameful shit isn't going to come up. And I'm, I'm sure like, that's all it is. And so I YouTube my, I Googled myself to see like if they Google my name, is bad things going to happen? Mm-hmm. And like the the if you type in anything, I go, it's like the fourth autocomplete is like burrito. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone starts searching for that more, so it gets higher up on the thing. That's pretty good. You know, you, you don't have your name or on your on your OkCupid okay, profile, do you? Or is no, there... no, no. I'm just saying, like in theory, like let's say I met a girl, and then yeah. we start talking, and then eventually, you yes. know, she goes home and does like a Google search of me or something. You know? Yeah, I guess so. That guy is burrito. <laughs> this is AP Stevens, author of, author of the White Shadow Saga, The Stolen Moon of Londor. Wow. Oh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> he says, I'm getting the PS Vita first edition on February 15th. Oh, look at you. I've been debating getting a 3G one now. Yeah, I know, right? That's the 3G one's making everybody. 
Do you think the launch games will be available for sale with the launch of the first edition, or will we be stuck playing Little Deviants for a week? Well, AP, I know for a fact that some games are going to be ready for the early launch. Uh, for instance, Rayman Origins comes out on the 14th. I'd imagine there'll be a few more announcements similar to that. But, I mean, yeah, Sony made it seem like all their stuff's coming on the 22nd, but I wouldn't be surprised. And remember, PS2 games started coming out before the actual system came out, so yep. I'd imagine you're in the same boat there. Don't sweat it. That 3G bundle, man. I, like, why, I, why is it so I, so attractive? I did, I, you know, it, it, so, was like, it was like, I wrote off 3G. I'm like, why would I want that dumb 3G thing? But for $2.99 now. Yeah, exactly. So originally at E3, right, they come out and they say, for $2.50 you can get the Wi-Fi model, for $300 you get the 3G model. Yes. Then Friday they came out and said, all right, if you buy the, the 3G model, we're going to have a bundle that's for $300. So the same price is already announced. You're going to get an 8 gigabyte stick. You're going to get a game voucher to redeem, and you're going to get a month free of AT&T 3G. Hmm. So the, the you know the whole catch to this thing, and why I keep saying I'm buying a 3G no matter what, is the fact that for at at launch for fifty dollars more, I have the option of 3G. Like I, that's that was my whole thing, right? Like I, right now, other than near, there's not much using it where I'm like, oh my god, I really need 3G, blah blah blah. But maybe down the road someday there'll be something really cool. So now at launch for that fifty dollars, that for me was just the chance of using something. Now you're getting a memory stick, which you and I know are very expensive. It's basically with. it's paid for right there. Exactly, you're, you're getting the stick, you're getting you're getting the plan, you're getting the game. Is there something else too? I thought there might have been something else. No. Um, I feel like I'm. I think that's. I think that might be it. Um, but but that's that's like already pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, and the two forty nine one now they have a bundle. It's like you get little deviants in a memory card. Yeah. Like, now, but those kids are freaking out because that was the early edition bundle that was coming out the week before, and now they're all pissed off because that comes with a four gigabyte stick. And why does the other one come with an eight gigabyte stick a week later? I want it right away. Blah blah blah. So it's an interesting, interesting argument. Well, Either they've, way, they've they've definitely sweetened the launch. Here's an interesting thing. Well, I guess maybe not. But back to AP's question of games being released, uh, you know, in time for him to play it when he gets the first edition. Little Deviance is download only, so when you buy it, you're going to get a download code in the box, which means the store will already have been updated with Vita games. So it'll be interesting to see if on the 14th they update the store and say you can buy your Vita games here now and you know download them, and have them ready when you get your Vita. Mm. So if that happens, then AP Little AP Deviance is download only. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Exciting times ahead. It is. It'll be interesting to see how long, like after that free month, if you if you start a new plan. Oh, well, it definitely plan. rolls over. I've read the fine print on the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like you do this free month and then it'll start over. I mean, you can tell it. No, you know, yeah, yeah, I right. run out. It's, Don't it's do like, that. It's like me. an MMO. You yeah, have to exact, opt out. Exactly. Know, but like. You know. how, yeah, see how it'll be interesting. Like, are you two going to add another data plan that you're paying for? Every well, month? and it'll be interesting of how much I forget to opt out if I mm. buy one. Because, I think that's what most people because, are. like, with World of Warcraft, I paid for that game for like a year after I stopped playing it yeah. just because yeah. I forgot. AP Stevens, author of the White Shadow Saga, The Stolen Moon of Londor, also asks Do you guys have any info on the new Trials HD game release date? Yes, oh man, so it's Trials Evolution. I think it's what it's called. I think so. Um, and it's going to be awesome no matter what. And I'm going to guess it's, it'll be part of Summer of Arcade. Again, the first Trials HD was part of Summer of Arcade. Yeah, they haven't. I don't think they've announced a firm release date. Mm. If you own an iPhone and you want to play some Trials, though, uh, uh, now I can't remember the name of it. Hold it's on. not an actual Trials game, right? It's like no, no, something no, no, like but, it. But it's a fantastic Trials clone since uh, the Red Links people, though they do make they do, iOS yeah. games, they have not made a Trials clone. They, they made like a top-down vehicular combat game didn't they correct this so. one is called uh bike baron hmm. 
Mm, so mm, mm. definitely worth the dollar. I played that Z Day game. And okay, and another great iOS game. Well, Z Day. Let's say great. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like it. I liked it fine. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Z Day, Damon, I'll explain to you. Is this game right where it's a text adventure zombie zombie apocalypse? Mm-hmm. So you know, oh, you, you, there's zombie apocalypse outside. What do you want? What weapon do you grab? What do you do? And there's like four options. You, yeah, you go out. Do you, you've heard here scratching at the back door? Do you engage it? Do you run? Do you go to your best friend's house to get your best friend, or do you ignore him? Somebody's in a car. Do you help? You know all these qu- things, which is really awesome. A really great idea. The problem is that it never, when you start a new game, it doesn't like refresh or put you in a different scenario. Yeah, it so it starts, starts from the, the exa- same point. Exactly. So mm. like, I, I got kept getting to the end and not getting to safety. You know what mm. I mean? And I was like, crap. Well, I'm, I think I'm making most of the right choices. Except that at the end, it's like, well, you know, search for transportation. Well, which car do you want? Fuck, you know what I mean? Like, goddamn. So you have to play them the whole time through. So then you're just going back. Yeah, exactly. That's the, pro- that's what I was talking to some other people about is that, you know, in a, in a choose your own adventure book, right? Once you make your choice and go to the end, you can then page back to where you made that choice mm-hmm. and go to the other branch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's no way to do that here, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be updated. As exactly. Point. I mean, with iOS I, stuff, he could easily like, be. Yeah, for like the two bucks it is, though, it's really cool. I it has 99 like, cents, wasn't it? Or 99 yeah. cents, yeah. It has like a Walking Dead style presentation totally. to it. Yeah, it's got music. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, I definitely like it. But I was expecting more of a, like, big, like, the comic book would change every time I read it. Mm. And it's not. Instead, I'm getting a building that morphs into a building. <laughs> this is Zach. He has a question maybe uh, Anthony can help him with. Please help me understand why clone troopers are in the Old Republic. Isn't it supposed to be like a thousand years in the past? Duh, fuck. They wear white armor that is like, obviously, you know, it looks like clone trooper armor, but they're not clones. Like, I mean, they're not, they're not, they are different humans. He's simply just, he's just mistaking them. Enlisted for soldiers in the Republic. When you can create a Republic trooper that wears the white armor and everything, but they're all various races and everything. They're just wearing helmets. They're not, they're not clones. So before they had clones, they had robots. And before they had robots, they had guys in the clone armor. Mm. Well, they- Fuck this universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's always used droids, but people typically didn't use droids because droids can't make complex decisions like humans can. They yeah. just follow programming. Tell that to C-3PO. That's true. Well, C-3PO is a very unique, a unique droid. How would Johnny Five survive in this universe? <laughs> He'd be worthless. Are they, are they remaking that one? They need to remake that one. No, they had. He has like a nuclear weapon on his shoulder. Yeah, he had that laser cannon. Yeah. Remember? That's awesome. I don't think that you're saying that you want that. You want a remake of uh, Short Circuit? Yeah, I could go for your remake of Short Circuit. It's only a matter of time. I know. Yeah, it's got to be an option. There has to be. A, Whoever there, be there is a movie producer that listens to this podcast because they're they're rebooting Police Academy now. Do okay, it good. and cast me, Greg and Damon in it. Yes, as the guys who are making it. <laughs> So. Making what? Making the, Johnny Five. Okay. Making the robot? Yeah, I want to be Johnny Five's best friend. So one of us is Steven Gutenberg again? Mm-hmm. And I'll be, I'll be the Indian guy. Okay. <laughs> and you're the, I'll be the asshole girl. boyfriend. Of yeah, the- exactly. <laughs> Greg will be the guy that sells us out to try and make a profit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let's do Short, short Circuit 2 and I'll be Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> he was the bad guy. He was bald. He ran. I need a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, and his battery's bleeding. I was like, Oscar! <laughs> that was such a great movie. Oh my god, let's watch Short Circuit 2 tonight. <laughs> Done. This is Jonathan Strong. Uh, a few friends and I are headed to GDC for the first time this year. We're a mixed bag of seniors and juniors studying animation and looking to get into the games industry. We're renting a bus and getting <laughs> fucked up along the way. Juniors and seniors in high school? He says uh, they're working. They're studying animation. Oh, probably college. Okay. Mm. Do you have any ch- tips you'd be willing to share about the conference? You know, things like hotels to avoid, good places to eat, talking with developers, getting invited to after parties, and the like. 
So there's like a beer crawl that, that they do like in the there's like two parts to DC. There's like three halls. There's like one where it's like smaller games. There's like one where it's like a bunch of big publishers, and then there's like an area where it's like get a job. Yeah. And there's like mm-hmm. a ton of little publishers and big publishers and tiny and they they they'll do on site interviews for some like Lucas Arts always does on site interviews, but at some point. On, like, the third day or something, they do, like, a beer crawl where all the booths bring out a ton of beer. Yeah. And they just, let, and they just oh, yeah. let people walk through, and it's totally a time to meet and greet and network with It's like people an hour that, before the show floor closes exactly. or something. And they want people to network and, and meet people that they potentially want to hire. Nice. So that's, like, you have to go to that if you're looking for a job. Right. Yeah. Um, you definitely need to be networking and talking to people. Uh, the epicenter of all of that is the bar uh, at the W. The W bar, yeah. XYZ yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. You can just wander in. It's it's the best time to go to the W because you just show up in t-shirt and jeans, and everybody else is in t-shirt and jeans. You just have a ball. If there were ever a terrorist attack at the W when, during GDC, Games the, the game industry would be over. It, it would end. Don't hope no terrorists are listening. Come on now. <laughs> we gave you that one. Don't Nintendo do that. Nintendo would suddenly be amazing again because all the guys in Japan are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, look, you know, look at the uh, the list of talks. Go to the talks that are being put on by developers that you admire, and, and introduce yourselves afterwards because they usually are like just hanging out. Yeah, they'll take they'll cards, they'll exchange cards. You can talk yeah, to people. Exactly. That, that's a good chance to meet y'all. But the W, idols. that's a great tip actually. W bar yeah, at night. Every night. Yeah, you'll find that's Jim Riley outside smoking every time. Yeah, exactly. trying to talk to anybody you can talk to. Smoking. He'll be in his thousand dollar suit, so compliment a suit. Greg, how do you think this uh, gentleman's name is pronounced? He's actually pronounced, provided a production a, a pronunciation guy. I won't look. I'll look at the top. I won't look down. And then you can tell me how close I am. Right? Oh, this one's easy. This is Ulysses Desronlu. 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 He says it's pronounced Ulysses Dearonlo Danduron. Well, there's no extra Danduron. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm an elf from magical fairyland. <laughs> Like that's amazing. He's, well, he's, he's traveling. He's traveling to San Francisco from Magic Fairyland <laughs> for work during the third week of February. Huh. He says, "Since I enjoy good beer and I know California has some good craft breweries, I'd gladly visit a good bar or pub that carries a good selection of local beers." Any suggestions? So twenty first November. But also, there's a new brewery that just opened. Where's like that? This from? last week, I think it's called South Pack Brewery or something like that. Where's it? That? Literally just opened, like in the Mission, and it's a new brewery in mm. town. We will invest. It's yes. grand, opening. It's, it's grand opening was was last week. I know. Also, do you know it's the Independent Film Festival this all February at the Roxy? We should go to Monk's Kettle quite a bit and then go to see cool films. Okay. okay. Um, Monk's Kettle is actually a restaurant and a great bar. Yeah. An amazing beer selection there. And there's a place called Tornado's in uh, Lower Haight. As an amazing beer selection. Anthony talked over me. 21st Amendment, right by the IGN office. Yeah. A lot of great beers there. You could come see a taping of Up at Noon on a Thursday of your choosing and then go there. That's true. Follow me on Twitter for it. Uh, Ulysses goes on to say, Ease. whenever I go out in February in Sherbrooke, Quebec, I pretty much know what I'm going to wear. Winter coat, warm gloves, and a took. since the temperature is always near. I, I don't know. I think it's like a hat. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. He says, but for San Francisco, what do I bring in my luggage? So mm, for like mm. f- mid to late February. T-shirt, jeans, and a sweatshirt. It, it's it's probably going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's the same thing. But then bring do. a jacket because it, it'll get chilly at night. Or exactly. even just a hoodie and a, and a scarf. Exactly. Yeah. We're a layered city. No, if you, you know, if he's from Quebec, he does not need a scarf. He will not be cold here. It'll it's just just he'll wear a hoodie and he'll be like, this is incredible. I, I guess bring an umbrella too, maybe, in case it's raining. But yeah, yeah like just, today's a perfect day. It's exactly. beautiful when I left the house, but I bring a, you know, a sweatshirt with me because I know at That's any second that could change. Yeah. And I think I've said that, and I didn't bring a hoodie. So watch it. If it's so not be... raining, you can probably get by with a t-shirt during the day, and then you'll put it on a jacket at night. Yep. And you'll have just the time of your life, Ulysses. That's great. You'll live. <laughs> this is Lucas O. Oh! 
I would like to know your opinion about the one-game franchises. I mean, those franchises that are really cool, but had only one installment so far. That's not a one. That's not a franchise. Bayonetta, Vanquish, and Catherine. Well, he means like two human. But I'm not saying it was cool. I'm saying it was supposed to be a franchise. Well, wasn't there a sequel? Was then? Catherine supposed to be a franchise? There wasn't there a two human two? No, it never. It never. Never saw the light of day. What game am I thinking of? Ghostbusters, the video game. Anyway, do you believe there's more of those coming? Do developers decide which games to serve a sequel only based on commercial success? If the answer is yes, what explains the abandonment of the Mega Man franchise since it has always sold well? What are you talking Lucas, about? Lucas, where Lucas? are you getting your sales numbers for the Mega Man franchise? There's like, been ten numbered Mega Men, and then there's a billion other Mega Mans out yeah. there powered up and all this other jazz. And where are you getting the numbers for like Mega Man 8 on the PlayStation? That You think that sold well? You know that? How do you know that? I, I, I don't buy that. Um... And I also agree with Greg. A game, I don't know that if there's one game that, that's really a franchise. Yeah. If there's, like, I, I guess, I mean, to Anthony's point, sure, was Bayonetta supposed to be more than one game? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I just know Two Humans, like the perfect example, because they mm-hmm. announced it before it even came out. It was supposed to be a trilogy. And then why did it get abandoned? It got abandoned because it had poor sales, and Microsoft was like, we're not going to continue to fund this. Yeah. To answer your question, yes, it is based primarily on commercial success. Yeah. How many great games get awesome reviews, and then, yeah, you never hear from them You would have never seen a Homefront 2 if Homefront hadn't been profitable. Yeah, exactly. Vote with your dollars, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kellum. Kellum. I just watched IGN's live stream of Soul Calibur V, where Namco's community manager was answering questions about the game. I noticed that whenever the answer to a question was no, he would skirt around the question by saying that the developers weren't ready to comment on that. I understand that the developers don't want to tell people things about the game that might disappoint them and lose sales, but it seems rather dishonest to lead gamers on and make them think that something might be in the game when it isn't. I'm sure this happens a lot, and I'd love to get the Scoop Crew's thoughts. So, Callum, I don't think... <laughs> well, you were on this, right? Or did yeah. you watch it? Okay. Yeah, I was on this. If they say they're not ready to talk about it yet, that doesn't mean it's like... Like, if you ask, it's a certain character in the game, and they said they're not ready to comment on that, that doesn't mean that they're not in the game. It means that maybe they are. Maybe it's hidden. Yeah. Like, they have, they have like, a, a PR plan exactly. for when they release this information leading up to the release of the, of the game. I mean, there are times that that means no... But but it's not always like yeah. them trying to pull a massive. Yeah. yeah, that's what people always. You know, people, especially in the Vita guide lately, I've been getting a lot of questions. Oh man, why aren't you previewing? You know, you're previewing Uncharted and you're previewing Katamari. Why aren't you previewing Little Big Planet? Blah, blah blah. I don't have a Little Big Planet. You know what I mean? Like I'm they're on games that are pre pre-release games that aren't even out in another country. We're totally at the discretion of the publisher and the developer on what they want to show and what they want to announce and what they want to let you know about because they want to get you you know have that constant stream of information rather than one big blowout that then is dead until the game comes out later on. They want you to be excited. They want you to have questions. They want you to go in with a certain uh, je ne sais quoi and not know what you're jumping into. <laughs> How's that pronounced? Je ne sais quoi. Conspiracy theories have been running a little rampant. I, I reviewed this uh, small uh, indie space combat game the other day, and I did not give it like a great score by well, any which means. Which one was that called? Uh, Soul Exodus. Okay. And the developer came and commented on the review, uh-huh. actually. And, I'm uh, sure they were very that respectful. Be, that can be fun. And uh, <laughs> anyways... Anyways, but, but, but kids were like, you know, the reason this game got a low score is because it's an indie game and they couldn't afford to advertise with IGN. <laughs> yeah, and so true. therefore, oh, I'm punishing <laughs> yeah, them yep, for, not, for not paying us money. What did the developer say? Oh, uh, the developer didn't comment on that. He was mostly talking about review. That's not what he said. But I'm just saying, like, kids just have... But these... no, you dropped... In, what did he say? Oh, I don't he, know what he came he in and said that he was disappointed with the review and that the game was not trying to be a spiritual successor to the games I said it was being. So then I went into my email and got... Uh, quotes from the press release where it said that it's the <laughs> spiritual successor to these games and pasted it in there. So. Did you say anything? That's no. pretty good. This is Kyle Keller. 
My question is in regards to demos for PlayStation Network and Xbox Live arcade games. <laughs> seems to me that every XBLA title has a demo for it, yet on PSN, it seems random when a PSN title gets a demo. Do you have any knowledge of why this is? I know on Xbox Live, it's, it's a requirement. It cannot be on Xbox Live without a yeah, demo. Yeah, this just goes back to why I just think XBLA is just a better service than PSN, because Microsoft has standards in exactly. place for every game release, it's, whereas it's more of the Wild West on PSN. Yeah, PSN, it's, yeah, it's night and day when you look at online strategies for Xbox and PlayStation, right? Because Xbox is super structured that you have to use their chat system, and this is how it's going to work, and this is what it is. And Sony's like, here are the tools, do what you want with them. And so that has made a lot of that's created a lot of parody, and I think definitely in Xbox's favor as far as how you you know you, people pay for Xbox Live and they don't complain about it most of the time, right? Like you don't, I don't ever see people complain about it. I'm sure there's somebody out there who complains about it. Your your dumb think, friend complains I think about it. PS3 fans complain about it or point it out as something oh, that yeah. sucks about oh, the yeah, Xbox. Oh yeah, totally. It's their last yeah. straw in the argument, right? Yeah. Like, well, we may not have cross your chair, free. but I got fifty dollars in my pocket every year that you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you get a service that works and is reliable and yeah. does what people want it to do. That you get cross game chat, you can make a party, you can jump into games seamlessly and not have it be every time you turn on a game. Wait, is mic working? Is the mic now working? What do I have to do here? What? Okay, mm. now, oh, now you invite me and see what happens. I'm not seeing it. What's? Oh, okay, hold on a second. Uh, I'm gonna quit out and see if this relog helps. In standards are nice, and then standards can also have a downside to it as well, which is like on PSN. You don't have to have a publisher to get your game on PSN. So indie yeah. game developers that make a cool game it's can true. get out there. On Xbox, like you have to have a publisher. And I've heard developers complain about how it can be difficult working with Microsoft to get games on XBLA because they have so many standards in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard people say it's it's easier just working with Sony to get on PSN. So you know, there's pros and cons each. Pros and cons, but I think the the user experience ends up being better on on XBLA. I agree. But, yeah, I totally agree. I think just but I think that Xbox just was marketed and in, in playing in a better way for online. The fact that it comes with a headset, no yeah. matter how stupid you are, you know to plug it into the controller and you're set to go. Yeah, not buy a Bluetooth, hold down one Bluetooth button, go to the cross media bar, go to system settings, audio device settings. Yeah. This is Jay in Florida. Jay in Florida. Any news on Just Cause Three? Just Cause Three. Maybe multiplayer included. I went to my sources, and they had nothing to say about Just Cause 3. Oh. But I do love I love Just Cause 2, and uh, I, I didn't even get anywhere close to finishing that game. No, it's no, so no. Big. I had a ton of fun with it, though. Yeah. Like, it was just a game that I never really progressed that much in, but I would just go in and dick around for yeah. hours. I would play more of that game, for sure. So if there's a Just Cause 3, I'm on board. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Commercial success with Damon Hatfield. <laughs> uh, one more email here from Clint. I was listening to podcast Gamescoop episode 226 again, mm-hmm. and a listener named Tyler predicted Final Fantasy Versus 13 would be at Jump Festa 11, and if not, he would shave his head and mail you a picture. Jeez. Oh. I haven't heard a response from him. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I don't even know when Jump Festa 11 happened, <laughs> but I guess it happened because it was Jump Festa 11. Yeah. So... Listener Tyler, Where, where's the pics? You need it's time. To, it's time to man up. I know they didn't. Uh, they didn't show Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. So time to man up. You Shave your head. Do it and send us pics. He's just gonna Google like Patrick Stewart and send in a picture. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, we don't Here's know what he looks like. Me. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Shouldn't have given that one away. I would have respected him if he did that. Yeah. No, I don't respect you at all, Tyler. I have to run in. Uh, I'm gonna be on this Veronica Belmont show. I think it's called Game On. Okay. Uh, Not be, core. Where will people yeah. be able to find this? Twit. TV, Twit TV, sounds right. Yeah, Google Veronica Belmont new show. Not yeah, to mention if Game they on. follow you at Dame Zero, they can find out more about it. Exactly. Yeah. Let um, know. But I'm going to be on the show tonight talking about the Xbox 720 rumors, the mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. Xbox. Rumors. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, let's just say Super Xbox. Okay. Super Xbox. A, yeah. Do that. I, know, I like, like that. the idea of it being S dash S dash Xbox, and then people will just call it Xbox. That's true. 
Uh, so we're going to cut the show a little bit early here, unless, unless you guys want to continue and just talk about some random stuff that comes to mind. Not we're just going to replace yeah. you in the mic with my dog. <laughs> Good old Tucson. Uh, that's all the scoops we have for this week. Make sure you turn in to start on, on YouTube on Tuesday. Watch Up at Noon Promptly with Greg Miller and the, the next, next Game Boss. The next Game Boss. With Damon Hatfield. The reality show where I crush the dreams of uh, young up-and-coming indie developers. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show uh, with me today, Greg and Anthony, for coming in on a Sunday. Yep. Hey, listeners. I know. We never got to say yeah, that today. No, because yeah, we got out of it. sync. No, we do. Oh, well. Uh, but thank you. Remember, listeners, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. We love hearing from you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Anthony. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. IGN Gamescoop.